0: welcome to hockey unfiltered a podcast with Ken Campbell I'm here with the man himself the legend the hockey outsider as it were and we're gonna be talking about 2021 a great year if you're a fan of you know global pandemics and uh, lots of crazy storylines to get to so uh, without further ado well little further ado we'll get to the show. So before we get started, Ken, how are you
1: doing? I'm doing great. If I were any better, I'd want to be twins. <laughs> I have a podcast. You have a podcast. I have a podcast. The the perfect- that, that makes me one of what four a thousand billion people. people? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You are now part of the majority of the human race, yeah. in that you have a podcast. And I'm opening my ceremonial Diet Coke. So <laughs> did you, did you shake that up? The before? nectar
1: of the gods. No, I wouldn't do that.
0: <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll shake him up at the end of the first okay. episode and okay. spray yeah, him all yeah. over ourselves. Yeah. We did it. You know? Yeah. Much like the Leafs after the 93, the Leafs fans were like, yeah, that was our year. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we came closer than we did.
1: 2002. I remember I was in the in the dressing room after uh, the Leafs beat um, Ottawa to go to the conference final and Alexander McGilney. Yeah. It was his first year on the team. Yeah. And he, he had just won the cup with New Jersey, I think, I think the year before. And so he's sitting there and we're talking to him and he's looking around and he's just got this most, the most bewildered look on his face I've ever seen. Right. And he's like, what, what's the big deal? Like, why is everybody so excited? Yeah. We only made it halfway through the playoffs. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> you really are new around here, aren't you? <laughs> And he was like, "I don't get it." <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I I remember that playoff run well. Living in Toronto, we 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 had to watch it all on the bunny ears and the you know yeah 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 that was uh they got knocked out by Philly that year right?
1: No, nope, they got knocked out by Carolina in the conference. Oh, final. that's right. Yeah, two thousand two yep. is when Carolina yep. won the cup. Philly was two thousand and four when Jeremy Roenick scored in overtime. And that's then, right. And then the lockout after that. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, right.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Great times. The years years
1: that the Leafs almost came close to winning something.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Halcyon days, to be sure. (laughs) (laughs) The hallowed halls of the early Air Canada Centre. Yep. (laughs) So why don't we jump into a few of these questions? Right on. Uh, You sent me these last night. I love them. Good. The first one I've got is... Which goal was more spectacular, Connor McDavid for dummying the four New York Rangers, or and you called it the uh, Zegras, Dishigan, Dishigan? Because you know the Michigan, yeah, the Michigan that yeah, you Dishigan,
1: so dish I I can't take credit for that. I oh, I, re- I read that on Twitter somewhere. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I can't I cannot take credit for giving it that name, but I think it's a great name.
0: Yeah, yeah. So which one do you pick?
1: Oh, I, for me, it's, for me, it's Connor McDavid.
0: Really? Yeah. Yeah. Just because. We get to argue right off the top then here, because I'm going to say Michigan, but. Uh, excellent. Well, that makes for good <laughs> t- TV, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. If we have to blow off well, enough you're steam wrong. we'll just fist fight. You're wrong. And I'll tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> okay. Tell me why I'm wrong. No,
1: I, for me, it was just, um, it was, it was at that point in the game, they were down 5-4 to the New York Rangers. It was the night Kevin Lowe had his uh, sweater retired. And it's a sweater, not a jersey. Um <laughs> he, he had his number retired. Uh and and uh it was just it just like it was in the moment, you know? It yeah. was late in the game. Um, you know, and and I, I watched it again last night. So he gets the puck and Puglia Yarvi, yes he pool is like on top of Shisterkin at this point, right in in his crease. Yeah. So so Puglia Yarvi has to get out and so I mean, David rags the puck and, and keeps a hold of it until Arvey gets out. And then he just goes nuts, right? <laughs> goes through like four guys, like, like they were skating, yeah. like they were skating on his heated driveway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he just, he just beats all those guys and then Deekstersterkin and goes upstairs. And to me, it was just so in the moment. I mean, you know, the Zegers goal was a pretty big one too. It was nothing, nothing. And yeah. I think they ended up winning that game two one or something. Yeah. Um. But uh, but to me it just that embodied sort of what Connor McDavid has that that kind of to me it embodied Connor McDavid in twenty twenty one. Right. Like if if you wanted to if you wanted to make a statement about you know what what was what was twenty twenty one with respect to Connor McDavid, yeah. you just point to that play and it's like yeah he did that and he did that kind of stuff for a year.
0: Right. That's a good point. Um, I kind of took uh, the context out of it okay. in terms of yeah. how I graded these goals, and I would say that um, the reason why Zegris is because, first of all, I'm going to be referencing a defunct theory, okay. which is the bystander effect, Right. And yeah, it's, sure. it's considered a, de- a defunct theory because of, uh, there was a lot of circumstances that led to that thing that led to the writing of the bi-center effect. But the idea is it defunct that- because I've
1: never heard of it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> if, de- if we had to defunct every theory, that you'd never <laughs> <laughs> But the point is, is that it's like you had four guys that almost all expected the next guy to do it right? Yeah. Everybody was yeah. just kind of reaching. They weren't really, you, you know what I mean? If 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 somebody turned to the next guy and said, hey, you and me, we're doing this. And you know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. of course, as a goaltender, I, I'll be honest, I've been in that situation where I'm just like, I'm like, I'm not getting a shot here. And then you get the shot and you yeah. go, oh, wow, yeah. I got that. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. So um, it's not to take away from Conor McDavid, because I hate it when people do that. I remember when Bobrovsky made that save on Jacob de la Rose and he was just flying across the crease and people were like, well, De La Rose needs to release the puck faster. <laughs> it's like, are you kidding me, man? This guy skated, this guy flew across the crease 12 feet in, in one one thousandth of a second, a, a, a hummingbird's wing flap. And and you're like, Jacob De La Rose should have shot the puck faster. So it, I am doing the thing that bothers me, but in terms of the <laughs> Zegris, it's actually the Sonny Milano goal, right? Right, right, right. But it was just like, first of all, you've got two uh, teammates that just synced up in such a perfect beautiful fashion like yeah. synchronized swimming yeah, yeah you know if i cared yeah. at all about synchronized swimming <laughs> okay and the fact that uh that you know like i don't know what a defender like obviously in hindsight i could tell you what a defender should do but if i were a defender on ask, the ice there ask john
1: tortorello what a defender should do <laughs> you he imagine? should wipe him
0: out <laughs> <laughs> yeah you've actually kind of winked at one of my uh answers to my next question oh, okay yeah. okay
1: well you, you know what i mean they're both they're both amazing
0: goals right is there a right? wrong like, answer I mean,
1: there, no there's not yeah of course there's not a wrong answer but you're wrong
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah um let's go to the next question what was the biggest on ice story of the year uh for 2021
1: well to me again it's Connor mcdavid He had 50 goals and 154 points in 85 games. Welcome to
0: Connor McDavid unfiltered (laughs) starring (laughs) Ken Campbell. Yeah,
1: yeah. no, to me, I, I mean, and the reason why I say that is that 2021 was, that was the on ice story for me in 2021 is that I believe, and I firmly believe this, and this is why I think it's such a shame that the NHLers aren't going to the Olympics. Yeah. I, I, I get why. I get yeah. why. I understand. That was in an article it, recently. In, yeah, in 20, and, yeah, in 2018, I thought it was stupid that they didn't go to the Olympics. In 2022, I get it. Okay. Yeah. So, so and th- that's part of the reason why I think it's such a tragedy. Not a tragedy. It's, it's I'm very, very unfortunate that NHLers aren't going to the Olympics because I think in t- in the calendar year of 2021, we may have seen one of the best players in the history of the game at the apex of his powers. Right. Like, I think this is the best. Yeah. Like that's the best. Yeah. It's not getting any better from here. Yeah. Cause he's what? 24 now, you know, I, I well, you, you, uh, you know, pocket protector, geeky numbers guys <laughs> will tell us that a player peaks at 25, right? Basically. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. these days. Yeah. 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 So, so, Like we, we've seen the best of Connor McDavid, this 2021, may be the best. we. Unless your name is Mark Giordano,
0: at which point you peak at 38 or Mike Smith, where you peak at 28 and then 38 and maybe 48. (laughs) 48, Yeah. 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 Okay.
1: But, uh, but to me, it it, it was just the best of one of the best players that we'll ever see. One of the most dynamic players we'll ever see. One of the most talented players we'll ever see. 2021 was his year.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, how, how do you how do you disagree with something like that? Uh, but I will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would say that the on ice story for twenty twenty one, obviously, like, I I think it's got to be like Montreal's run to the Cup final, and a big reason why is. Not just because they made a run to the cup final, but because of the train wreck that happened afterwards, too. (laughs) Well, you know what? I thought about saying that, but I thought I'm going to take the positive because obviously I cover Montreal outside of this podcast. And so I've written and spoken more than enough about the train wreck that is the 2021-22 Montreal season. Right. That's that's kind of out of my system. But I started trying to put myself into this actual calendar year. And I started thinking about the fact that, like, remember when Thornton and Marlowe and, and that San Jose team went to the cup final and it was just like every, like all of hockey was rooting for them. They were, they were, yeah. Because, yeah. and they were yeah. against Pittsburgh, right? They played exactly. against Pittsburgh. Yeah. And, and like price and Weber kind of have that, that mysticism about that, of some of the best players to never win a cup. Yeah. And, and so Weber, like when, when they beat, uh when they beat the golden Knights, that was the furthest he's ever gone in a playoff series. And you're like, that's like, I mean, that's a shame, yeah, right? Yeah. and so it it wasn't just that it was a good underdog story. and it wasn't just that, you know, i I recorded um, I don't know if you heard it. I recorded a they I, I ain't gonna work on Megan's farm no more because I ain't gonna <laughs> listen to those experts no more. okay, <laughs> just for fun, okay, but like it, it wasn't just that it was the underdog story, and it wasn't just that it was, you know, the team that I follow and cheer for <laughs> and all the rest of it. But it was the fact that, like, you finally saw Price and Weber just say, that's it. I, I'm doing this. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And and all due respect to the rest of the team and, of course, Philippe Deneau and, you know, these guys. But you saw Price and Weber just turn around and say, hey, you know what? We can still be the best at our positions. And that was shocking as a guy who watched Weber play in the regular season and, and Price himself. And Price, too. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, yeah. exactly. See,
1: to me, I, I I'm I'm with you on that story. I mean, it was a huge story. But to me, what makes the story so compelling and so incredible... Yeah. Is, is I think the postscript to it. Right. And that is that. They suck. They, they they From that point on. Yeah. From the, from the end of game four yeah. until now, it's just been one terrible thing after another <laughs> yeah. that they've either done or had done to them. Yeah. That, that's just like, and now they're. Now they're a lottery team. Yeah. You know, I mean it's it's just amazing. Yeah. I, I to me that's what makes the story compelling. Yeah. Like because a lot of teams do that, right? Right. You know, a lot of teams go to the final and they yeah. overachieve, and we all knew they weren't gonna win. Yeah. I, I mean I knew yeah. they I knew they weren't gonna beat Tampa in the final. I yeah. knew I knew it. Yeah. Um, and I knew it from the in the fiber of my being. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, um, but a lot of teams do that, but they don't. You know, and then they come back, and they're obviously not as good as as they were for you know two months, yeah, the, the previous season. But wow, this this fall from grace has just been
0: stunning, shocking. It's been stunning, yeah. And the thing that people forget about this fall from grace is that Jake Allen is playing as well statistically and by my personal opinion on I test as Kerry Price played in the last season. So At you're least, getting the same yeah. goaltending. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like price isn't the solution here. It's like it's so beyond th- that, and it's so systemic is the issue. Because Weber wasn't very good. You could argue during the regular season. You could argue that he was an act of detriment to his team during the mm-hmm. regular season. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you know, it's all good. Finding good to say that those guys, you take them out of the lineup, and that hurts. And maybe, maybe the leadership, it hurts a lot. But I mean, it, it's it is stunning. I I, I didn't see it coming. I knew that they weren't going to be Stanley Cup good, but I didn't see this coming. Well, I
1: mean, the Canadians were going to have to move on from Shea Weber anyway right? Like, I mean,
0: Hey, I, he's under contract until he's 40. No, no, not move, not
1: move on from yeah, him. But, yeah. but somebody was going to have to pick up the mantle there, you know? Yeah, Like, so it was going to have to be Cole Caulfield. It was going to have to be those younger, yeah. you know, those younger guys, Nick yeah. Suzuki and Suzuki started out well and, and, and that, but uh, it, those guys were going to have to pick it up Yeah, and
0: they didn't. Yeah. Uh, what do you think was the biggest off ice story of the year?
1: No question to me. No question at all. It's the Kyle Beach situation. Um, You know, I mean, you look at the domino effect of how many people lost their jobs, Mm -hmm. of what kind of sort of impact this had on the hockey world, how it made us examine the culture of hockey and the culture of secrecy around hockey and the power imbalance that exists in hockey. Um, You know, I, I can't tell you how many people we're saying, you know, like, like Kyle Beach was a six foot four, 200 and something pound guy. And Brad Aldrich was my size, five foot six, one fifty. Yeah. Why didn't he just fight? Well, because there's, there's a power there's imbalance. Power. It's a power imbalance. Yeah. And, and you, you know what I mean? So I think, I think that was a, that in hockey was a real teachable moment. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. a real teachable moment. Yeah. We learned that it doesn't matter. Yeah. How big and how strong and how good you are, yeah. and how high you get picked in the draft. Yeah. You know, if something like this happens, it can ruin a person, yeah. and and it's happened before, and 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 it, and it almost went under the radar this time, you know, yeah. until Kyle Beach spoke up. Yeah, and uh, I th- I think that was a a huge watershed moment for the NHL, and it's going to have ripple effects for years and years to come.
0: I think you know. I was reading your article on uh, your hockey unfiltered Substack about Kyle Beach, and uh, you know you're you're writing a lot about him as the player and as yeah. the person he was, and it, and what really occurred to me. And if I can be blunt, this is unfiltered, right? Yep. If you've got a guy, and pardon the is who's a sicko, right? Like Aldrich was. And obviously, this is a power play dynamic sicko thing. Kyle Beach was kind of like the obvious uh candidate. Mm-hmm. In the sense that like what people are now starting to understand, like you alluded to, people are now seeming to understand about uh sexual assault is that it's it's not the gratification, it's the power. Right. right. And so for him, right. you know, he's he's not, you know. Pardon the old cliche, but it's like, you know, punching out the biggest guy in the prison yard, right? He's going for Kyle Beach because of that exact thing. And so people that think that they're exempt or people like Kyle Beach should be exempt from situations like this don't understand the fact that those are the people that are actually being sought out. Right, right. I mean, the vulnerable, right? The, or, well, the, or creating the, the seemingly vulnerable. invulnerable yeah, and yeah, making yeah. them... vulnerable yeah yeah right that's that's really no to me
1: to me it was it was the story of it should be the story of the year and um i I think kyle beach is one of the most um influential people in hockey in 2021 i really do i think he's he's shaken the game to its core
0: yeah so for mine i'm going to go a little bit back to the well of the montreal Canadiens, and uh and i think that this Dovetails so nicely with the Kyle Beach story, and that's the Logan Mayu thing, right? And so, what, like, for those that didn't follow it that closely, Logan Mayu was drafted, and there was an outcry on Twitter. Now, an outcry on Twitter, you say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, now things are getting done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But the outcry was—it it was incredible because <clears throat> for me, I—I I don't want to say like. I don't want to sound wishy-washy, like I straddle the lines, but like you know, I I read a lot of traditional journalism. I'm part of what you would call alternative media. I go back and forth through all of that, and there's normally a lot of uh, enmity between the traditional media guys and the mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, but everybody, like to a person, was speaking out against Logan Mayu and that draft choice, and and how bad that was, and 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 your article was fantastic about it, which which really helped. Um, bring into focus some of the thoughts that I was having that were kind of whirling around my head which is that it's not about Logan mayu
1: yeah I you you said people were speaking and, and I'm sure you didn't mean it that way that they were speaking out against Logan Mayu, right I think they were speaking out against Mark Bergevin and the Montreal Canadiens yeah for for making
0: that pick and a culture that that yeah, yeah. deemed that as okay yeah right and and so I think that that was like that was brilliant to me and uh so but there the, the reaching implications was Saint-Hubert, threatened to pull their sponsorship. Right. Then Jeff Molson has to write an open letter. All, and now we've seen Bergevin fired, Timmins fired, uh, and what's his name and what's his name? Well, you know, fired and walked away, right? Uh, the head of PR and the other assistant yeah, GM manager. Paul Wilson. And, Paul Wilson, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So my point is, is that like all of a sudden, I think that the hockey world between Logan Mayu and Kyle Beach you know i'm kind of picturing the conversation between Burgevan and and molson and it's uh hey we're gonna drop that kyle beach kid is there issues about him Ah, nothing we can't handle right yeah logan may you you mean you said logan Mayu? pardon yeah, me yeah, right yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, nothing yeah, we can't yeah. handle and right. then all of a sudden it is something that you can't handle right
1: and i i really hope the conversation wasn't that quick i really hope it wasn't you it might you don't been. think it was i i Maybe, I don't. I hope it wasn't. Yeah. I, I hope they said, you know, we could really be in for it here. And, and you know, I mean, Jeff Molson was like talking about second chances and that sort of thing. I hope at least they talked about that part of it. I
0: think that that was retroactive. I think that yeah. was damage okay. control. Yeah, yeah, you may,
1: you may, be, you may very well be right. And Bergevin comes out, and I'm sitting there on the draft, and it's remote, of course, because everything's remote now. And I was, I think I was talking to the guy Washington picked, to Hendricks LaPierre. Was that okay. Was? Yeah. Yeah. So he's in the middle of his thing and, and I'm looking out of the corner of my eye and yeah. I see Mark Bergevin on there. We, you know, the Habs select, the Canadian yeah. select Logan Mayu in the first round. And I was like, well, there goes, there goes my night, <laughs> you know? And, <laughs> yeah. and, and then he comes on right after and he says, what Logan Mayu did was unacceptable. Yeah. It was? Yeah. Clearly
0: it was not. I know not. I feel that way. Clearly yeah. it was not unacceptable yeah.
1: because you accepted it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and
0: so. <laughs> if you look at the root
1: words yeah, of un, yeah, yeah, unacceptable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it, yeah. yeah it's <laughs> like unacceptable old, it's, is defined by Webster as
0: <laughs> not acceptable. Yeah. The old princess bride <laughs> joke. You keep on using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. <laughs>
1: So, anyways, yeah. So, yeah that that was that was uh, that was a gong show.
0: I I think that that's, but that's a shot across the bow of every front office now that thinks that the world is the same where we can just, you know, uh, we can just take Nick Cousins. Who cares?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I
0: think that that's a shot across the bow. And so Kyle Beach and Logan Mayu happening on the same year is like such an yeah. interesting confluence yeah, of yeah. events where I think that it's going to spark so much social change. Like, like to the point where normally we would see ten years it take to see this much social change, yeah. and we might see that all happen in the blink of an eye, which is great for my generation that wants everything to happen in the blink of an eye.
1: <laughs> well, it's it's certainly uh, it's certainly pushing things, yeah. pushing the agenda yeah.
0: forward. Yeah. yeah. Uh, biggest blunder of 2021.
1: Okay. Well for me, I mean, it was, it was, I I also had the Logan Mayu thing in there, but to me it was, it was two things. It was a tie for me and they were both, they both were born out of tone deafness. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Number one was Logan Mayu, Right. That was like incredibly tone deaf. The other was the NHL hiring this kid by the name of Josh Richards to be their voice of the fans or something oh i'd forgotten about that yeah Yeah. like like he was what did they like special consultant for like for like uh or stuff yeah yeah yeah. yeah. so anyways you know something useless like podcasting or something so i'm so here's me at the time a 58 year old guy who's basically doesn't know what he's doing i'm like (laughs) okay i'm gonna look into this and and so somebody had said yeah well he has a podcast with dave portnoy Right, and so I'm looking into it, and I play a couple of them, and I see they do this this game called F, marry or kill, right? And they (laughs) pick three women, yeah, and he has to no way marry one and kill one, yeah, and so. Like I guess this is all the rage with kids because I actually hadn't even heard of that game yeah. before that. Yeah, and then I talked to my kids about it. Yeah, uh, my kids are twenty five and twenty one. Yeah, and they were like, "Oh yeah, people do that all play that game all the time." I didn't know. Yeah, but to me, like, is that the look you want? Like, it's especially unreal. when you come out and you're like, "Hockey's for everyone." You know, two days before they had announced a five million dollar initiative to, um, <laughs> uh, you know, be inclusive and yeah. all this other stuff, and and then they hire this guy, and it's like. You know words not de- you know words and deeds, right, yeah, exactly deeds mean more than words, yeah. and to me, it just seemed completely tone deaf either that or they just didn't do their they just didn't do their due diligence on the guy, yeah, and my point was, if that's the case, again, going back i'm the fifty eight year old guy who does <laughs> it, who's scared of all this stuff, yeah, yeah, like I don't even know what I'm doing when yeah. i'm doing this and and
0: I found it, yeah, how difficult could it have been. <laughs> They needed to hire a consultant to hire their consultant (laughs) is what they needed to do. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I I definitely I've I've heard of it before. I've heard of the game before. I've uh, I've thought it quite odd that it's considered a game to discuss who you would murder.
1: Yeah. And apparently (laughs) women. It was big with Ted Bundy. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) And I've also been told it's apparently women play it, too. So it's not just a a, it's not just a misogynist thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like women play it and they pick three men. So yeah, but
0: yeah, not uh, not an ideal look. Not a
1: not an ideal look for the NHL. No. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, first, uh, yeah. First first red flag is he's he's you know with the guys who do bar stool. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think you want to if you're trying to portray the notion that you're (laughs) inclusive and that you're, you know, hockey's for everyone. Yeah. You may want to distance yourself from someone like that.
0: Hockey's for everyone. We want to make sure that the white supremacists feel at home (laughs) here. We want to make sure that the misogynists, we got to cover all Mm. of the bases here. Yeah. (laughs) I love how it's like our first podcast episode. And we're like, Hey, Let's just fire a shot across the bow of like the number 1 rated podcast uh, uh, bar, uh, bar Stool Spit and Chicklets. Let's just, you know, yeah. let's just throw it out yeah, there. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll we'll tell them tell them how it's done. Okay. For me the biggest blunder and now it seems like nothing. I wish I went first cuz now mine just seems like stupid. But I was going <laughs> to say Jack Eichel and the handling of Jack Eichel. Okay. And and the reason why is because I'm picturing the sales call, okay? So here, here, here I am. Okay, I'm uh, uh, what's his name, Uh, the GM of Buffalo, Um, Kevin Adams. Kevin Adams. That's right. I almost said Jack Adams, and I knew that that was wrong. (laughs) So I'm Kevin Adams, and I and I say, Jack, you're not getting that surgery because uh, I think it's dangerous, and I don't think that it's going to be good for you, right? And Jack's pissed, but you know whatever. I'm Kevin. I'm Kevin Adams, right? And then he picks up the phone and he says, Hey, you want. You want Jack Eichel? Ah, oh, he's so good. And he's so close. And he's all he's got to do is get this surgery that we don't want him to get. And then he's going to be that number two draft pick right behind Connor McDavid, second best player in the NHL, that he was always supposed to be. And it's like your whole actions, like all of your actions and not allowing him to get that surgery screamed, I don't think that this is a safe surgery. But then you expected a return. Right. As right. if it was a completely safe surgery. <clears throat> Right. Okay. You know, it'd be like you go to, you know, you go to a a dealership and they've got like a Corvette and they say like, you know, they say we want $150,000. Well, can I open the hood? No, it might not have an engine. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yes. This is our car. It may or may not have an engine, but, uh, but we expect the full sticker price, of what this vet would be worth it doesn't make any sense to me and it just seemed like so bizarre I think that all things being considered they got a great package in return for I think
1: I think Alex Tuck is gonna fit in there when he comes back from his injury I think he is going to be outstanding and I love that he got up in his first press conference and said (laughs) I want to be here I'm from near here this is amazing I think I think he's going to be great for them
0: yeah, I mean, I think he's an underappreciated player. Like when he was drafted, there was a lot of rage about him, but yeah. I don't know where that died down. I guess. Um, yeah. Po- see, probably just the injury.
1: See with Eichel too. I just get the sense that it was, it was never a very good marriage. Yeah. You know, it was always a like a crappy marriage. So this kind of this kind of was I have no like, idea what
0: crappy marriages feel like.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm on my second one, and this is a good one, but my first one <laughs> not so much. Um, yeah. <laughs> but but I just feel like that was uh, that was destined to end badly, regardless of how it ended, right? So I wasn't surprised that that's how it ended, you know. Yeah. And I mean, I I get Buffalo. I mean, I get Buffalo. That I mean, the CBA is right there. We yeah. have we have it. We have the CBA on yeah. our side. Yeah, you know. I mean. If you don't like it then change the CBA. Yeah. You know. So yeah.
0: I mean that's a pure that's a that's a prime example of uh, of of not following the spirit of the law if you will. I don't think that that, that particular part of the CBA was designed for uh major surgery i think that it was probably put in to say that if some if some player came in and said hey i know i've got a broken leg but uh i was thinking about just like rubbing some you know some hemp oil on it and uh see how it like i think that that was put in to protect teams from 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 you know pseudoscience right
1: yeah uh, but
0: uh, but obviously this is not that
1: yeah no it's not but if anybody thinks that as misguided as they might have thought the Buffalo Sabers were, right. if anybody thinks that they did not that the Buffalo Sabers at their core did not have Jack Eichel's best interests in mind, yeah. they're, they're wrong. Yeah, they're just wrong. Yeah, they they the Buffalo. You can argue one way or the another whether they were right, whether they were wrong, whether they should have let him have the surgery, whether they shouldn't have let him have the surgery, whatever. But they were doing what they thought was best for Jack Eichel. Because show me a GM who wants, to, who wants to squander away an asset like that. Mark Bergman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but no, but they, they, you know, Kevin Adams at his core was doing what he thought was best for the Buffalo Sabres. Yeah, But what was bet for, best for Jack Eichel too, because what was best for Jack Eichel, whether he came back and played for them or they traded him, was best for the Buffalo Sabres.
0: I do agree with you on that. Yeah I I do agree with you on that. I, I do think that that's that that's kind of lost in the shuffle that that uh, people thought that, you know, Kevin Adams was just trying to use him up and Not chew a chance. him up and no spit him No chance. And yeah.
1: like like it's like I hear these things all the time that, you know, the coach is doing this because he wants to screw a player or whatever. No. Show me the coach that doesn't want to win every game. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And and like you don't just take these guys and play with their lives. Just be, just for, a, uh, just, just to get your jollies, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're squandering assets when you do that. Yeah. You have an asset. You want to, yeah. you want to extract the most out of
0: it. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, so you sent me this question and I do have a confession to make. You said, uh. What, which one was it? You said, what's the uh, 2021 the equivalent here. of. What's the 2021 equivalent of the squid games for the NHL?
1: Yeah. I thought, I thought I put a little bit of, um, you know, the kids with their pop culture stuff.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? I've not watched the Squid Games, and I'm—I I'm, I'm, didn't watch it either. But it was really?
1: apparent- no. Apparently, it was like all the rage, right? It like was, was all a, the rage. I didn't I watch get, Tiger King either. Neither did I. <laughs> I didn't. I, I watched about a half an hour of the first one, and yeah, I was yeah. like, "This isn't compelling at all." Yeah, like to me, like stuff like that, like Survivor. Right. I've never watched Survivor.
0: No, neither have I. I, I
1: like, I don't find schmoes compelling. Like, I don't want to <laughs> escape. I don't want to escape. And watch a bunch of schmoes like me. I have to live in the skin of a schmo every day <laughs> yeah, yeah, for my entire yeah, life.
0: I don't need to see more schmoes. Right. Yeah, yeah. So,
1: anyways, well, okay, yeah. well, so maybe it wasn't a must-watch because neither of us watched it. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, it was like the big deal, right? Like, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, that was the parallel I was making. Yeah. What's the NHL version of the Squid Games? Yeah. Squid Game. What was the must-watch? Oh, it's not plural. It's not Squid Game. Yeah, yeah there's right. only one game.
0: Right. Multiple squids. Something like that. Yeah,
1: Squid's Game. No, <laughs> Squid
0: p- pluralized there are is people still squid. Screaming at us right now. <laughs> there are just people squid screaming. Squid pluralized
1: at us. is still ski- squid. I think. Yeah.
0: Anyways, so what was the what was the NHL equivalent of like what's yeah. the must watch? Yeah. Uh, what's it called? Succession.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Let's go with that. Yeah. yeah. What was the NHL equivalent
1: of Succession? Right. I'm watching. For me, succession. it would be for me it would be what's the NHL equivalent of the morning show or Ted, Ted Lasso. That's it. That's a good I show. Missed, I, I missed yeah. out. Yeah. It shouldn't have been Squid Game. It should have been Ted Lasso.
0: <laughs> What's the NHL equivalent of Ted Lasso that you just could not miss? So let's hear it. What's the NHL equivalent of Ted Lasso?
1: For me, it was Kale McCarr. Yeah. I, I have to watch Colorado play because I yeah. have to watch him play.
0: Yeah. That's saying something that on like the Colorado Avalanche, the person that you have to watch play. That you have to circle. I I I, is Kale McCarr. I love watching him
1: play. Yeah, like like his game is just seems to be progressing, you know, more and more and more. And like he's on a forty-four goal pace right now. Yeah, forty-five goal pace. Um, you know the way he walks the line, the way he shoots the puck, just you know, sort of the headiness to his game. It's just to me, it's it's. Scott Niedemeyer, but who a can score? He's, he's, he's a small Scott, and he's just me, never going
0: to be any good. To, yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> to me, he's a Scott Niedemeyer yeah. who produces more offense than Scott Niedemeyer. Yeah. Like I, I just love watching him play. And and I, I really like watching the Winnipeg Jets play too. But but no. as far as like the one guy, like if there's f- six games on yeah, and Colorado's playing, yeah. I'm focusing on the Colorado game because I just want to see what Kale McCarr is going to do.
0: Interesting. So if I have an answer to this, I do have an answer to this question, but I, uh, if we're going to go by the original question, what's the NHL squid games as in something that I should watch, but I've never watched. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I keep on wanting to get more into the New York Rangers.
1: Right. Because they're okay. just so
0: compelling to me, but I just, I've not been watching their games live. Right. But I'll just go with the most basic answer. The most obvious answer is just Connor McDavid. Yeah. Right. I I just, you know, I I kept on trying to like, you know, big brain it and come up with some like, you know, really interesting, you know, explanation for something. And it's just like, how about the guy who's the best guy in the world at the best we've ever seen him play? And like if he he doesn't score for like two games and like the world is is the, the sky is falling down, like we have not seen a guy like this and and trailing not far behind him and this is the honest truth it although it's teammate. not been sorry it is his teammate
1: no i was going <laughs> to say
0: is uh is is Austin Matthews yeah, uh, he, yeah. He, he's one of these guys where he doesn't seem to be appropriately rated okay in the sense where a lot of people seem to think that everyone thinks he's the best and he's obviously not the best but I think that there's a real argument for him being the second best player in the NHL.
1: Okay, so, okay, we have to untangle all, Like, I feel like <laughs> I just got thrown a bunch of, like, um, iPod <laughs> earbud cords, and I have to untangle all of that. Yeah.
0: So... For the people? kids listening, uh, ear earbuds used to have cords like this, right? And and you'd have to, you know, tangle them. So, okay, so so uh,
1: people think he's the best, but because they think he's the best, they don't think he's no, the best. No, I don't but think anyone the thinks the best. I don't think that like, anyone I don't thinks he's the best. It, I don't okay. think that
0: anyone thinks he's the best. Right. But I think that people think that other people think he's the best. Okay. And so they go. And so what they do is they wind up underrating. I'm uh, learning a
1: lot about you.
0: I'm learning a lot about you. <laughs> One of them is that I'm starting to have regrets. <laughs> I don't blame you. (laughs) I don't at all blame you. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) The mental gymnastics aside, the the verbal contortionism aside, my my point is to say is that I think that uh, he gets underrated because he's perceived as overrated. But I genuinely think that we have not seen a guy that is this capable of scoring on demand as, as Austin Matthews in the league Virch, like I he might be better than Ovechkin I'm mm. just gonna say it okay. I, I don't I don't okay. know will like like time will tell like if he can do this for another three years if he puts up numbers like this in this NHL for another three years I might be willing to say maybe not better but maybe there and, and they both
1: look a couple of years older than they actually are <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. That's interesting because like, I, I, I get it. What you're, well, I sort of get it. I'm sure a lot of people don't. And if you don't understand, then just move on. Yeah. But,
0: no, no. Skip yeah. backwards. Listen yeah, yeah, to the explanation yeah, a few yeah, times. Yeah. It'll start to make sense. No, but I've,
1: I've always, I've always gone the other way. Like with guys who are so underrated that they're overrated. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you're saying it's the other way around. He's so overrated that he's actually underrated.
0: I think that people, or, yeah. Or people think there's like a perception yeah, yeah, of yeah. him being overrated and so people underrate him. It's bizarre. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. bizarre. But as yeah. a guy that spends a lot of time, you know, like I I coach, I coach goaltending. And so I spend a lot of time with like, you know, junior coaches and rep coaches. And they're all like the venom that they have for Matthews. And oh, yeah. I'm just like, I'm like, you know, I was like a Habs guy. I'm like, well, we'll take him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. give you everything. You can have him in three years. <laughs> or whatever it is. Ah, he's going to yeah. Arizona.
1: <laughs> Arizona won't exist. Well, the, the place will exist, but <laughs> No, the place will be burnt. No, off no the no, map. no, it won't. Yeah. No, it actually will exist because the NHL will continue to traipse through the desert yeah. fighting for a team and it doesn't even know why anymore. <laughs> and and it's just it's just gonna keep propping up this team because That's what they've been doing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, if it doesn't work the first time, it should work any subsequent times, (laughs) you know? It's uh, it's gotten to the point, like, it's gotten to the point where for me, like, I I don't even know
1: if Arizona would be a good hockey market anymore. Like, I don't even know. Yeah. Because the team's been so bad and so dysfunctional for so long. (laughs) That if you put that team in the Scotiabank Center, they'd struggle. You should you,
0: know? you should switch them with, like, Colorado <clears throat> or something like that, just as, yeah. like, a, a proof of like concept give, to give see if Colorado— give,
1: give this market a good team for three years, and, yeah. if, and if nobody comes out— Then and, and, we'll see. And th- then we'll see. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't even know anymore.
0: Yeah. Anyways, I digress. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, biggest <clears throat> WTF moment of the
1: year. <laughs> okay, for me, it was uh, during Gary Bettman's, and, and I got into it with him. Did it. you? Yeah. That's hilarious. With my
0: question. I got into it with him over it. Uh, Somebody his, dared uh, dared question the king? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I do it all the time. Um, he's
1: it, it, For me, it was Gary Bettman's stated He always does the State of the Union before the final, right? Yeah. And so he comes out before the final, and he says that NHL officials are the best in the world in, at officiating hockey, and they're the best in all of sports. Like of course read the room. <laughs> like seriously. This came like a month and a half after you basically had to end prematurely end Tim Peel's career because he got caught in a hot mic managing a game. You <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah. And and I mean I, I mean I just watched the playoffs and I watched infraction after infraction after infraction get ignored. And, and like, to me, like, it's just, it's just like, it's like when he came out, like what talk is speaking of Arizona, when he comes out, uh, you know, two weeks ago and says there are, there's no problem in the desert. There are no issues in Arizona.
0: Yeah.
1: Shut up. (laughs) Like, okay. If you want to, if you want to, if you want to say, you know, like if you want to fight for Arizona, yeah, and and you, and you want to fight for that market. Yeah. that's one thing. We're
0: going to work through it. Yeah, yeah. yeah the the other gonna, th- that's yeah. one thing. We believe in the market. But to we're gonna sit work there and it, yeah.
1: say that a team that's had to renounce a draft pick, got caught in a recruiting scandal, is a is a drain on revenues, doesn't have a place to play next year, is getting kicked out of its arena, and is behind on its payments. Yeah. To say there are no issues. Yeah. Like, come <laughs> on. But like, come on, how stupid do you think people are?
0: Yeah, the trouble is that Gary Bettman didn't donate the $3 to Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> so he's lost access. He's lost his privilege of oh, Wikipedia. Has he? Okay. Yeah, okay. I think well, that's what the trouble is because a very quick yeah. Wikipedia search I think will yeah. uh
1: Maybe the Arizona thing was a bigger WTF than the ref thing. Like 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 now that I look at it in review yeah. in totality, yeah. maybe the Arizona thing was a bigger what the your podcast (laughs) not going there yet it's only only the first one
0: early days. we're gonna sell this thing yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. then we'll have nowhere to go but down (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. we've got to leave them wanting more (laughs) um i think so it's funny because my thought was immediately with officiating as well yeah and this one i just it's just so funny it's uh the league's crackdown on cross-checking okay it's yep. just it is it's so unbelievable. Penalties are down <laughs> in the NHL. Cross checking penalties are down? No, no, uh, oh just penalties? Yeah. Penalties in general. I don't I don't know what the numbers are specifically for cross checking, but my point is it happens constantly. And what bothers me about cross checking specifically and, you know, look, you know, I'm shooting the golden goose, right? As, you know, just watching a team go to the Stanley Cup finals based on their, the yeah. strength of their cross-checking. But <laughs> my point is, is that, like, what what bothers me specifically is that they're like, we don't want to call that, that that really dangerous little cross-check where you put somebody into the boards, they go into the boards head first, and they eat the dasher. The one in front of
1: the net, too, they really didn't want that I one. don't
0: even mind the one in front of the net that well, much. Well, see,
1: what, what they were saying was was because like a guy gets cross-checked and i just saw it the other night again especially yeah. on the power play a guy gets cross-checked guy takes a shot yeah. from the point Ooh, yeah almost uh look at this eh? look how good this is dylan's like a <laughs> you're like a handyman a carpenter type Yeah. At, look, at, look at what he did here so nice anyways anyways what they what they were worried about was the cross-check and then the shot comes in and the guy takes it in the face
0: right they were really worried about that, that. yeah that makes sense um that seems less likely than getting cross-checked, you know, when you're standing a foot away from the boards and yeah. you get your face in the boards. Yeah. I get, so my point is, is that they say, we don't want to call that cross-check because we don't want guys drawing the penalty by throwing their face into the boards. Yeah. But then what they do call is when somebody slashes the top of somebody's stick and the guy drops his stick and he goes, oh, no.
1: Yeah, yeah. And they're like, yeah. well,
0: that couldn't possibly be somebody selling a penalty. Right? So you mean to tell me that like by your twisted logic uh it's okay to like like somebody will sell a penalty by throwing his face into the boards which maybe maybe not but they won't draw a penalty by just dropping their stick. Right. And so after the whole cut down across checking what do I see more stick infractions as far as I'm concerned like if it's not dangerous and it doesn't completely unduly hinder the star players of the game then who cares well see but it
1: does dylan that's the problem and you know because because if because the problem is is if you allow it then the players push it and push it and push it right right so that little tap on the glove becomes a little harder becomes a broken hand becomes johnny okay, but that's getting, dangerous. getting
0: getting it but but but, but a but, smack on the stick isn't dangerous but
1: but that but a snack on the stick isn't dangerous but yeah. then it but then it 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 goes, you know, it sort of goes up exponentially because the players, like I've always said this, players just want to know how far they can go, yeah. right? And yeah. they'll go that far yeah. and they may, may try and push it a little further, yeah. 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 you know? And so if there's no standard and there's no, you know, there's nothing that says they can't go a certain distance, then they're just going to go all the way. They're just going to do right. it. Right, yeah. yeah, so.
0: You're you're not wrong about that. Like, that's for sure. You're not wrong about that. I know. <laughs> Fine. I'll never, I I'll never, I'll never admit that you're not I wrong know about this something ever true. again. Yeah. I know this to be true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Could you try it again without the quadruple <laughs> negative? You're not, not entirely incorrect about that. <laughs> quadruple negative would be a positive, right? Cause it's I,
1: even number. It, yeah. it must be. Yeah. Even number on a negative.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Let's keep her going. <laughs> All right. So can you name one good thing that came out of the pandemic?
1: Yeah. No all-star game.
0: no No, but you you love the all-star game yeah i do yeah
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's one of my favorites i've been to many of them yeah i think the last five or six yeah i haven't watched a second of it yeah even though i've been there yeah i just go for the access i just cut out preseason, and then you're you're, i absolutely hate the all-star game yeah so that was good but in all seriousness i will say that i think the one good thing that came out of the pandemic was the NHL and its players realized how much they missed having people in the stands. Hmm. I I think there have been times that players have taken fans for granted. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, they're kind of a pain and they, you know, you know, they, the rich ones want to come down to the dressing room at the end of the game and come and meet us and, you know, and all that other stuff. And, and that they, that they, you know, they don't, you know, there's, there's been a, a culture of not really not not caring about the fans, but not thinking of the fans. You know yeah. what I mean? Like with things like injury disclosure, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think the NHL's really been in tune with the fact that when there's no people in the building and there aren't all those people there, it it really takes away from the experience. Mm-hmm. And and I think there's been a sense of gratitude for that. Yeah. From the from the league and from the players. Yeah. So I mean, if that's one thing that maybe you can say has been a good thing that's come out of the pandemic, yeah. maybe that's it.
0: You know, you made me think of something funny about that specifically, which was, uh, you know, the uh, the lack of fans followed by, you know, the, the individual provinces and states and how they opened up meant that for once the Florida Panthers had Led more fans than the.
1: <laughs> they, they were leading the league in attendance yeah. for a while.
0: Yeah. Um, the one that I'd, I'd say and it kind of turned into a negative, but I, it, it was cool at the time was uh was the north division i was very much excited oh, nice. for the north yeah, division yeah. Yep. uh i didn't a- end up liking it by the end of it after you watch four games in five nights of daryl sutter's calgary flames taking on dominic DuCharme's montreal Canadiens and the defensive showdown of the century <laughs> you kind of go ah, you know what maybe i'm maybe i'm not great with this north division but it it was interesting i did enjoy aspects of it and uh and I feel like it's out of my system. Good. Toward, toward the end of
1: the original six era in the NHL, yeah. when there were six teams, Yeah, they've played 70 games. Oh, that's games. the original
0: six era. The, which? You, you said the, towards the end of the original six when they were six teams.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, when there were yeah. six teams. When they had about eight or nine yeah, yeah, is when yeah, we stopped yeah, calling it yeah. the original six and then, era. And then and then there came the expansion era Yeah. when they expanded <laughs> no so in the at the that's end the number went towards up. the end of the okay so 60 uh the 66 67 season sure when they had six teams called the original six era um they had 70 games 70 games in a season
0: right so Against. you had
1: five opponents yeah over 70 games and you wonder why that's, it was more violent that's 14 times a year they played the same team <laughs> yeah 14 times yeah so the, so we kind of got a bit of that last year like yeah. I, I you know you got because they what What was it 10? Yeah. 10 yeah and and I they played each snaggers, other 10 times or yeah. something like that yeah, yeah yeah. but like can you imagine oh yeah, yeah wow chicago
0: again Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but they never had daryl sutter coaching right so that's i think the yeah, big yeah. difference yeah right okay. um yeah all right final question from a hockey standpoint, what are you hoping for more than anything else in 2022? Some normalcy. Normalcy? <laughs> like, I, I, you know... I, From a I, hockey I, standpoint. Then. <laughs> no, I,
1: and that's what I mean. Some normalcy, like an 82-game season, a full yeah. playoff. Uh, you know, maybe not having guys in pro- COVID protocol all the time. Yeah. Um, I get why they're there. I understand. We don't live in a vacuum. Yeah. You know, just because you're a bunch of you know, very fit, healthy people who probably would never get, you know, the negative effects of COVID affecting you. Right. Doesn't mean you live in a vacuum and that you don't end up seeing your family and your parents and your grandparents and, and being in the community. So I get that. So I guess what I'm I'm hoping for is is an end to you know, to all of this madness, and maybe some normalcy back, so that we have a season that ends in probably July, and then we start up again in September with training camp, and and we move on. That's kind of my hope.
0: Yeah. World Health Organization is suggesting that by the end of 2022, the pandemic should be over. Right. I that that end of 2022. Yeah. Wow. So we we're still like. F- 14 well, they said by the months. end of, so I think that this is months, not, right? a, not exactly yeah. a hard stop date. Yay. Yeah. So, but my point is to say is that, you know, baby, right? Yeah. Because um, I, I imagine it won't just stop, it'll yeah, dwindle, yeah. right? Right, right. You know? right. right. But, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's it. Everybody's done with their COVID cases. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get out of the ICU there. Get off that ventilator. What are you doing? Didn't you hear? The <laughs> pandemic's over. <laughs> um, I'd say that for me, just uh increased accountability. I think that, okay. like we talked about it with Logan Mayu, we talked about it with Kyle Beach. Yep. I I really think that front offices uh, are are going to be startled straight. You know, I think that we're seeing this in almost all uh, areas of industry. You know, with uh, when Volkswagen got caught, you know, cheating with their uh, emissions test, the emissions test scandal and stuff like that. I think that we're seeing um, we're, we're seeing businesses start to realize that a, a higher level of accountability actually breeds better uh, relationships with the people that are propping them up. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we have yet yet to see that with Amazon, but other businesses, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I, I think are, are seeing that. And so I think that in hockey, I just hope to continue to see that. And as hard as it is and as upsetting as it is to, to read stories like this, uh, I'm trying to frame it in my mind that if I read more stories like the Kyle Beach story, I'm going to take that as a positive that the changes in motion that even just the, the fact of those stories happening uh, and being out there is, is part of that positive change. The, the time of reckoning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, do you want one fun one that we didn't talk about before? Sure. In, in order to end this off on a lighter note than me talking about horrific scandals. Yep.
1: I'm, 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 I'm down for that as the kids would say. <laughs> I'm crushing, I'm smashing that. Yeah. Okay. Okay,
0: great. Uh, (laughs) I don't know if I want to do this anymore. (laughs) Uh, All right. Best theme song for a TV show. And it has to, oh yeah. What are you doing? Like, how am I supposed to come up
1: with that? Okay, for a TV show. Yeah, for
0: a TV show. And it has to be both a good song that you'd listen to and a, uh, a- a- and go really well with the show okay wow um
1: happy days <laughs> <laughs> that was great yeah i thought you were gonna say hee-haw because it's just <laughs> no way best best <laughs> best theme song uh, no question Spider-Man, Spider-Man <laughs> does whatever a spider can. Yeah. Yeah. That's it for me.
0: Yeah. It's not, uh, it's not like mash, like the weirdly somber version of yeah, yeah. whatever. No, no, no. I'm going
1: to, st- I'm going to stay with the one okay. I got. Yeah.
0: I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with a newer show, the Mandalorian. It's great. It's got this Never watched it. Lone Ranger type feel for it. And I love Star Wars and I love Westerns. Yeah. So you've got oh, Star Wars Oh, Hawaii 502.
1: Yeah. There's some good ones. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Big time.
1: Okay. Ken, this was fun. How do you feel? Oh, I feel even better than when I walked in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's good because when I you walked in, podcast. you were complaining about all kinds of different things. I have yeah. a podcast. You have a podcast. It's amazing. So for those uh, those listening, those that stuck with us, thank you so much for sticking around. Uh, I just up?
1: want to say... Uh, I, I've I've got this Substack thing going. Oh, yes. Hockey Unfiltered with Ken Campbell. You can Google that or you can go to kencampbell.substack.com. We should probably mention that a few more times. Oh, yeah. In upcoming podcasts and not just wait till the end.
0: Well, presumably we'll be better at this as we do it more often.
1: I don't... Yeah, I'm yeah i am not, I'm not <laughs> con- I'm not terribly confident of that, but yeah, 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 yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah,
0: okay. I, yeah. fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> if history has taught us anything, it's that uh, we don't improve no right, matter what. Just ask my wife. Just ask my wife. No, what I was going to say is uh, for those that, uh, that stuck with us, we appreciate it. And uh, this will become a weekly show starting in the new year. Yep. We're going to have guests. Follow us on Twitter uh, at Ken Campbell 27. Something like that. Yeah. Hey, is it K Campbell or Ken Campbell? Oh check boy. It. Check it. I better check it. This is like, this is embarrassing.
1: Well, it's not that embarrassing.
0: Uh, It's a little embarrassing. <laughs> okay. Ken underscore Campbell 27. <laughs> both wrong. Both have yeah, wrong. Yeah. Not, between yeah. the two of us. Yes. 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 Join the Ken Campbell Hockey Unfiltered podcast where two heads are equal to one. <laughs> We share, we take turns sharing the brain. <laughs> we'll see whose turn it is next week. Thanks for sticking around. Uh, just more of this. We're going to be covering more breaking news stuff in yep. uh, upcoming episodes. This was just sort of a year in review to get us started and uh, take care. Have a, have a great, have a great new year. A great 2022. Yeah, all the a best. great 2022.